welcome to another episode of I'll Take Three, a movie scavenger hunt. Um, we are your hosts, starting with myself, Alex. This is Jacob with you guys this week. And I'm Kristen. I'm with you this week. I don't know about next week. Yeah, I was going to say thanks for being with us this week, Jake. <laughs> You're welcome. I try to show up when I can. So far, every episode, here I am. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, it is awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be less awesome. I mean, it'd be more awesome if you weren't around, right? No. Yeah, because then we couldn't watch this movie, which was my pick. That's right. What movie did we watch this week, Jake? We watched the mockumentary Seven Days in Hell, starring uh, Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Kit Harington from Game of Thrones. The perfect comedy duo. Or or Andy Samberg from uh, SNL and Kit Harington from... That what movie with Emma Watson. In? Is he in anything else? He's, a, he's, in, a, he's in some movies. Um... What's that movie? Because uh, he was in a movie where – because I watched an interview where he was kind of talking about um, this movie, Seven Days in Hell, when he was promoting the movie that he was in with uh, Emma Watson. What's that movie called? Um, he Didn't he voice somebody on How to Train Your Dragon? Yes. He voiced uh, Eret in How to Train Your Dragon. Um, he was in the movie Pompeii. In 2014, and he was in a British period drama, Testament of Youth, which is what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Interesting. With Oh, it's got Emily Watson in it. Is that Emma Watson? Emily Watson? I don't know who that is. No, that's somebody else. Oh, I read the poster wrong when I was looking at the poster. I thought it said Emma Watson. <laughs> Sorry, Emma Watson. Yeah, future future um, podcast guest, Emma Watson. Yeah, I wish. Will she marry me if she comes on, do you think? Um... Yeah. We're the same age, right? Yes. Yeah. See, there we go. Yes, and um, she'll marry you. Sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, just, uh, you know, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, weird that somebody saw Seven Days in Hell. I got to listen to this podcast about this HBO <laughs> mockumentary that <laughs> nobody this, remembers. This 50 f- or 45-minute HBO <laughs> mockumentary? It's like, man, I, I've been looking for this. This is, I'll take three. Let me check this out. <laughs> uh, but if this is your first time listening, uh, a little bit about our podcast is each week we take a turn picking a movie based around a certain theme that one of us has chosen. So um, if you haven't listened to any of our earlier episodes, our first theme was on movies with great soundtracks. And we have three episodes for, uh, that you know cover movies around that theme and right now we are on the theme of mockumentaries and this is our third of three films there we're wrapping it up we're wrapping it up guys it's been real i promised myself i wouldn't cry i promised myself i would which is why i cut this onion (laughs) because it was not gonna happen um yeah we'll dive right into it so jacob this was your choice um do you want to give a little background on the movie you want background on the movie or the background on why I chose the movie? Let's do yeah. Let's do what yeah. Why we chose the movie first? Okay, so um, the last movie we talked about was What We Do in the Shadows, and that was such a good movie. I wanted to pick you know something that was going to be equally as great, 
And <laughs> the only obvious choice I could think of was Seven Days in Hell. Um, no, I wanted to. I wanted something that I thought would be funny. Um, I wanted to go with. I thought about going with Borat, but I figured I'd seen that too many times. And um, I thought about going with Pop Star, but I was like, I've seen that too many times. So I wanted to. Andy Samberg is so funny. I saw Seven Days in Hell. Never heard of it. Kit Harrington's in it. The cast in this movie is like, holy cow, this is crazy. So went ahead and picked it because of that. Um, and I think it was a good choice by me because it was 55 minutes long or 45 minutes long. And that was enough for me to watch. <laughs> That's enough. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, it was, oh, this is only 30 minutes long. I won't watch this. I won't watch. It's not enough. But it, it was 40 minutes, so you're like, all right, this is 45? <laughs> that counts. Is it a feature uh, film? No, it's not long enough, but it counts. I don't know. Is it? It, it might be a feature film. I think I the think length for feature film is like uh, uh, over an hour. Is there it? a length requirement? Yeah, there's a length requirement for feature film. Um, let me <laughs> see. Length. Oh, my, my keyboard is Bluetooth and it's not connected. It says Great. it's a television film on Wikipedia, yeah. the official resource. Feature film. Okay. Uh, according to Google, the great Google machine, a uh, feature film is between 80 and 180 minutes long. So, nope. Um, according to what if it's AFI like, and BFI. Uh, 190. Yeah, it can be a feature. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm guessing that counts. Um, it says the Screen Actors Guild definition set the minimum length at 80 minutes, while AFI and BFI... Uh, call any film longer than forty minutes a feature. So, depending on what you're, what you're referencing and what your meter is on, this is a feature film, which is good because we talk about movies and films, films on this podcast. So, <laughs> um, before we talk about our experience with this movie, I just want to ask because you mentioned Andy Samberg, super funny. It doesn't yeah. feel like it too long ago you you used to think Andy Samberg was not funny. I don't remember that, but you probably. Uh, I remember trying to get you to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. You're like, Ugh, Andy Samberg. I don't really like him. Well, I think when I think of when I think of Andy Samberg, I always think of him singing in those songs and, and from Lonely Island, and you know they're funny. But when I when I would think about his SNL skits, you know they weren't nearly as good as the. The songs, you know, they were fine, yeah. but they weren't nearly as good. So if it's if I'm gonna watch something, might as well be him doing something that he really likes. Which uh, so I really got into. Um, I liked Hot Rod a lot because he was super, you know, he he was super involved in that, and he really loved that, like making that project, and it was nice. But Brooklyn Nine Nine is fantastic. So Brooklyn Nine Nine's good. He's done a couple of these sports mockumentaries too. Yeah, I saw that. He did one about, um, oh gosh, what was it? I almost picked that one. Oh god, Tour de Pharmacy. Yes, that one. Yes, Tour I haven't seen that one either. He also did one on with the about the Conseco or the Bash Brothers, Jose Conseco. I I have seen that one. Oh, I've not on heard Netflix. of that one. It's funny. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. Uh, Kristen, what about you? What's your experience with Seven Days in Hell? Minus being married to me. Classic. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only thing I ever knew about this was that meme of Kit Harrington. They show it was they showed it at the end of the film when he's like, "Hold on a second and then he gets mad and he like pushes the suitcase and he like starts being weird. I don't know. <laughs> That's the only thing I knew about it. 
Is that where he goes and stands in the corner? Is that I that part? So. Or is it the part? <laughs> That's definitely after it... the credits. Oh, the part after the credits? That's the part where he's like falling down and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. I've seen a meme like that before. I think I've used it a couple times. <laughs> that's but funny. that's the only thing I've ever known about it. I never heard anything about this before. Boom. That's why I picked it. Oh. Well, I yeah, I'd heard of this before. I remember seeing commercials for it when it came out, but yeah, me didn't watch it immediately. Forgot about it until you decided to pick it, Jake. So it was one of those things um, I probably never would have thought to watch on my own, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm glad you picked it. It was is it, uh, it it went to places I wasn't expecting. <laughs> it yeah, <to> go. definitely. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're referring to. <laughs> I thought of this movie out exactly what I imagined it. <laughs> it was exactly what you expected. Exactly. There was not a single thing that I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? <laughs> not, not a single time. Not during the um, orgy. <laughs> or the uh, the five minutes about the courtroom characteristics. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Well, uh, then with, you know, obviously a uh, little uh, behind the scenes, we're recording this uh, after the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 55. Was it 55? Yeah, 55. And um, they had the streaker and, you know, streaking was a part of this. I told this Kristen film. when we were watching it, watching the Super Bowl, I was like, streaker Patrick Mahomes, he needs to get in there and try oh to <laughs> delay this game. It's <laughs> the only way. <laughs> Might have worked. <laughs> but oh, here's man. my question. Would our buddy Lance have been mad about that? I don't know. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sure Lance isn't, uh, didn't watch the movie, but Lance, just so you know, <laughs> there's a uh, a streaker here. There's two There's two streakers. There's two streakers and comes out root in the middle of the game, and Andy Samberg's character decides, what should I do but have sex <laughs> with these streakers? <laughs> For hours. for hours <laughs> until they have to delay the match. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think Mahomes, he should have took one for the team. That's what I'm saying. Look I think his fiance would have been fine with that. <laughs> Had another chance to regroup. With this giant tattooed Florida man. <laughs> I know, in a weird unitard. <sighs> that was weird. The dreams. The dreams of people, man. I, I would do it. I'd streak during the Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. You did streak during the Super Bowl. It wasn't televised. Yeah, that's true. Kristen sent me a Snapchat. It's fine. Jeez. Was, we were at her parents' house. It was weird. <laughs> I'm not condoning it. <laughs> I'm just saying it happened. Um, all right. So, Jacob, a <laughs> little background on the movie. Do you have some, some info? Um, you guys want a plot summary? Yeah. All right. Give so it, give it to us. Seven days in hell. Uh, basically, what what is happening in this film is Andy Samberg plays a character named Aaron Williams, who is an adopted son of. Uh, uh, he's got some siblings, some famous tennis siblings, uh, the Williams sisters, um, and he is uh, he's a reverse blindside, if you will. Where a black family adopted <laughs> adopted him and forced him to play tennis, um, and he's a he's a little bit of a bad boy of tennis, um, and uh, he goes through you know some trials and tribulations you know in his tennis career, and then there's a uh, another character named Kit Harrington, 
Named uh, Kit that's Harrington. Not that's not his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kit Harrington is the actor who plays him. His name is Charles Poole. And he is a British child prodigy who's forced into a tennis career by his domineering mother. And uh, he also has a uh, degree in driving a truck or something, a big <laughs> <Yes>. rig. <laughs> and they play the uh, longest tennis match at Wimbledon uh, in history that goes on for seven days. And that's basically the movie. <laughs> and the um, the film was inspired by a, a, an actual tennis match? Yes. Between, um, do you yeah, have that? I, I have it. Let me scroll down just a little bit. Um, it is based on a real tennis match. Oh, God, I lost it. I'm sorry, guys. I um, got it here. Okay. So it was um, a <laughs> match played between... John Isner and Nicholas Mahout. I'm probably pronouncing these names wrong. Um, But they played uh, the longest tennis match in history that stretched across um, eight hours and 11 minutes, played over, I think, three days. Three days, yes. So it was uh, definitely (laughs) a crazy thing to have happened. And obviously, as we saw here, it lent itself to (laughs) some, some funny stuff. Yes, it did. And I don't know if you have looked at the Wikipedia page for that Isner versus Mahout match, but Isner looks exactly like Andy Samberg. <laughs> or not exactly like him. Like Kit Harrington. Yeah, think. like Kit. Oh, yeah, Kit Harrington. I'm sorry. He kind of looks little, like both. He kind of does. Yeah. He's got his hat. And the way he's standing, I definitely, when I looked at it, I thought it was uh, the Andy Samberg character um, looking at it. But That's it might funny. also because he's behind there's a Heineken sign behind him, so maybe that has an influence on my mind. Jeez, they had to play. I'm just reading a little more detail on this. They had to play 183 games. games. Yeah. Um, and just that final set was longer than the previous longest match God, in that's history. Crazy. And one thing that's interesting about this is it's similar to um, similar to the um, actual film in terms of rankings. Um, where in the film that we watched, uh, the Kit Harrington's character is ranked number two in the world, whereas um, Andy Samberg's uh, Aaron character, he is he is very low in the rankings. It's an opening day opening day Wimbledon match, by the way. Yeah. It's not even a finals match. <laughs> and in the in the real match between Isner and Mahout, uh, Isner was ranked nineteenth, and Mahout was ranked one hundred and forty eighth. So very. Wow. Uh, very despairing um, levels of rankings, but apparently they're equals. And interesting thing about this, about that real life um, matches after that Wimbledon instituted a tie break uh, role. So that way there, there will never be another Wimbledon match that breaks that record. And it I looks like, like the, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, the French Open is the only Grand Slam tournament left that still has no tiebreaker. So they could technically have a tennis match that breaks it there, but never in Wimbledon. Mm. One thing that uh, kept popping up during the movie that kept making me laugh was there's just – and kind of about the rule idea. They're like, can they do this? There's no rule against it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, so and the, the British people are too polite to uh, to put a stop to this. Yeah. Even the even the queen herself. I know that's and the, the people they have in this movie. Um, There's so many good actors in this movie, <laughs> right? That just have little parts. Let's uh, let's 
let's roll down the the cast list, shall we? We got, of course, Andy Samberg playing Aaron Williams, Kit Harrington playing Charles Poole. Uh, we also have uh, Heron Gillian playing Charles's ex girlfriend, who's a supermodel, by the way. Will Forte is in this movie. Uh, Fred Armisen is in it. Howie Mandel is in it. John Hamm narrates the Howie movie. Howie Mandel? I don't remember seeing him. Howie Mandel plays the the Duke, who gets shoved. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. seeing yeah. him close enough. That's yeah, he funny. plays he plays the Duke. Uh, Mark Michael Sheen is in this. Uh, Lena. Yeah, Dunham. Michael Sheen, his character. I w- I was because me and Kristen watched it together, and I was like, "Is that Simon Pegg? It kind of looks <laughs> it like Simon Pegg." It seriously looked like him for a second, and I was oh, like, man. "Oh my god, that's him." <laughs> Yeah, it looked a lot like him. We I, we had to look it up to find out. <laughs> Gosh, and not to mention the uh, the the people who appeared as themselves, Serena Williams, of course, because her brother was involved. David Copperfield <laughs> was in this. Oh man, David John, Copperfield, John McEnroe. You know, just just so many people in this movie. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's only a forty-minute. Movie, so twenty-five minute movie. Yep. Oh man, that's so funny. Yes, yeah, it's it good. Um, cool. Should we kind of jump into it? Talk through some of it. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Um. So, first thing you know with this movie too is they because it's from HBO. They present it as an HBO Sports. It, yeah. D- documentary. That's so good, and it. And it incorporates BBC footage because they're also British, which is right. so good. Le- you know, this is like a, leg- a legend of sport production or something. Yeah. So it makes it seem like a British co-production. Yeah. They do a, such a good job of making it feel like a – it's definitely at the beginning of feeling like a real like documentary. Like a – here's some interviews. Here's what happened. We lived through this. Straight up, straight up deal. It's so good. And then – um I didn't realize too, because you said John Hamm was narrator. I that whole time we watched this, I didn't realize he was the narrator until we saw his name at the credits. I didn't either. The movie kind of just starts, you know, the opens kind of like a overview of their matchup, how it lasts so long, and um, the bad boy of tennis versus the prodigy, the English prodigy, and then Will Forte is like this historian of tennis or something and he's the one who calls it seven days in hell <laughs> yeah like and then the later end. i like yeah. the end where he's like why are you looking at the camera i just think it'd be a good title yeah <laughs> seven days in hell <laughs> i says it again <laughs> <laughs> i like uh at the beginning where it shows the opening of uh, the opening score is 103 to 102 <laughs> It's so crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen a tennis match, like during the Olympics or anything, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then you know, it's like they're they're like to tell this story, we need to learn who these people were, um, and so it kind of tells you their backstory. Yeah. Um, so starting with Andy Samberg playing Aaron Williams. Um, like you like said, you, the bad boy of tennis. Bad boy of tennis, and like you alluded to, he was a a reverse blind side, yeah, adopted by the the Williams family, Venus and Serena's dad, and uh, <laughs> to play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how people are talking about 
Aaron and it, it shows David Copperfield talking about him and it says Aaron's best friend. <laughs> David Copperfield. At the bottom. Yeah. I love the idea of having the best friend as David Copperfield. And he, uh, you know, he, he t- I think he takes that ben best friendship, I think he takes it to heart because he's involved, you know. Yeah, he, um, he provides some some help on one of those seven days in hell by <laughs> a little assistance, if you will. <laughs> um, he what does he do? He uh, he tries to land on the Statue of Liberty, of course, because it's a magic <laughs> trick. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but he's totally, but instead, totally he'll trying to do the, that on the shoulders of Charles Poole as he's trying to serve. <laughs> <laughs> and then the um, cop, poor Charles, he's now he's got to worry about a magician appearing on his shoulders. <laughs> And then at that point, Kit Harrington is like looking around. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but uh, but Aaron Williams, of course, he he trained as as he was forced to. Well, I don't know if "forced" is the right word, but as the as the blindside, reverse blindside son of the Williams uh, family, uh, he's obviously he's gonna be he's he's got he got pretty good at good at tennis, and you know he's at the Wimbledon and. He thinks he's gonna win, and he he serves he he serves and he hits 174 miles an hour with his tennis ball, breaking the record, and it just happens to hit the line judge, <laughs> who is now dead because he has a heart attack. <laughs> and he had a heart attack. Is that's the reason he died? That's the reason it he wasn't died. the ball. <laughs> it wasn't the 174 but he didn't have the mile heart attack. ball. No. Of course, the heart attack didn't happen until the ball hit him. You murderer! <laughs> As the crowd chants. Um, and he's like this big celebrity, this uh, the bad boy of tennis, and mm-hmm. I like he's. Um, I can't remember. I think he's singing the song, and he's like, "Oh, he's singing. This is how we do it." Yeah. Um, the song he was was featured on the back, backing vocals. The backing vocals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he mouths the words before he. Hits the, That's it. It's the surf. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it. Oh man! And then uh, after he after he hits the dude with uh, with the tennis ball and he has a heart attack, you know, um, he ends up at the ceremony match. He doesn't he doesn't win. He doesn't win. He gets second. But yeah, he's got to make up to that point because he, he's the number two. This is the championship game. Yeah, and he's up three aces. Like he just needs a fourth ace to take the game. And he can't do take it. The match. Once he once he kills the dude, I mean, once the dude has a heart attack, uh, totally unrelated. Unrelated. Um, yeah, but they have the uh, they have the ceremony, and Aaron Williams gets in a little pushing match with uh, Prince Edward, aka the Duke of Kent, Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that was Howie Mandel. I'm gonna have to look, go back and go back and look watch at it. that part. Yeah, at least you, that part. See, when we started this podcast, were you thinking you're going to go back in and watch Seven Days of Hell again, bro? I, um, you know, when we had the idea of this podcast, I remember saying, if it ever comes to be where we watch Seven Days in Hell, <laughs> I really just hope 45 minute I w- feature film. I hope we watch it twice. Please, and you God, were like, let me watch it twice. You were like, I'm trying to sleep. Get out of my room. And... It was, it was just weird, especially because I'm in across the country, <laughs> <laughs> and it was two a.m. I'm like, "What are you doing in my room?" Oh, man, 
But that's Aaron Williams' kind of backstory. He uh, after he gets in his little pushing match with with the Duke of Kent, he, he uh, kind of fades, fades away. Yeah, and that's where it leaves him. Well, he kind of makes a little reluct. Re- well, he he resurfaces a little bit, but not that for come, not that for comes a little while. After we we hear yeah. about Charles, right? yeah, it's not for a little while. But we hear about Charles Poole, who is uh like we said the British. He's a British prodigy. He is forced to play tennis by his by his mother, who is played by uh, Mary Steenburgen. And, Virgin. Uh, Virgin, I'm so sorry. Uh, Ted Danson's beautiful wife. Ted Danson? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the mayor? <laughs> Mr. Mayor? <laughs> Mr. Mayor? talking about Michael, the architect. The architect? Oh, man. I'm talking about Sam Malone. <laughs> Sam Malone, leave me alone. Um, um, I told, yeah, I've told Kristen this before, but I always had a crush on Mary Steenburgen. Sam Malone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when, from her roles in like um, Back to the Future 3 and uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, interesting. I, uh, I, whenever I see her, I just think of, I think of Step Brothers. I can't not. <laughs> I think of her yelling about the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh she's, she's so funny she's really good but uh she doesn't really love her son charles Poole. she just wants him to be great and if he doesn't succeed she'll never love him what's funny is later on like the co- credits of the movie she's like i would have spent more time with him but he was so obsessed with tennis <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so so messed up <laughs> oh gosh um yeah, but Charles Poole, he is uh he's a child he's a child prodigy and he we kind of learn about him when he appears on on a talk show which is hosted by Michael Sheen, uh, aka Wint, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg like we like we know him in our hearts. <laughs> uh, when he's 15, he's still a young lad and uh, he's got he, he's got he's got a solid vocabulary and he's got a six pack for days, baby. <laughs> And the camera, I don't think it saw it because we got to show it again. Yeah, could you just turn to the side? <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a. I think Michael Sheen might have a thing for this uh, this young bloke. I mean, could you blame him? Kristen? No. Could, oh. Huh. What, did, what do you think about Kit Harrington? Yeah, let's get this. Let's get this deep dive. Why is it a deep dive? Because I want to know how deep this love goes. Oh, God. I don't know if we have enough time. <laughs> well, give us the, the short and sweet me, version. If you need me to have sex with a... With a if you need me to have sex with a uh, runner out... Where are you I, going with oh this? Oh, my God. Oh, a streaker. A streaker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't think of what somebody a streaker's name was. <laughs> To give you some more time, Crystal, I can. <laughs> I don't know. He's okay, I guess. <laughs> sure, right. I'll take it. Yeah, he's he's all right. <laughs> what about when he? Uh, what about when he had that giant dog in that one? That one HBO series. A dog? Silicon Valley. He's a dire wolf. Game of Thrones, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only who's seen Game of Thrones? Is this something I need to make you guys watch? 
Curb Your Enthusiasm? That's the one. Oh, okay. I love, <laughs> I love the part in Game of Thrones. Larry David he, with a fucking dire wolf? Can you imagine? <laughs> 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 what are you doing, Larry? Just bring my dog. <laughs> my dire wolf walking around with me. Um, what were you going to say, Alex? <laughs> I was just going to talk about my favorite part of Game of Thrones when oh. they Does go to that. Does it give any spoilers? Yeah. No, no spoilers. Hey, it's speaking of spoilers. Where they go. Hey, spoilers, people. They go to the the fake western town where everybody pretends to live in the west, but it's really a bunch of robots, and then the robots... Are you talking about Wild Wild is West? This, is this Westworld? Yeah, Westworld, that's it. <laughs> I haven't even seen Westworld or any of that. Come on, Kristen. Um, but speaking of spoilers, according to an interview that Andy Samberg did on Conan... Um, he was talking about uh, how Kit Harrington spoil or how how he got Game of Thrones spoiled for him uh, because of this movie because um, uh, he had based by HBO obviously put Game of Thrones out as well as this film and they were releasing this this movie after a very significant episode of Game of Thrones which Andy Samberg was pissed that he found out about because he found out that Jon Snow dies because because they announced oh, it in a press release. <laughs> about this now, movie. <laughs> now who's spoiling yeah, stuff? Yeah, that was Jake? a big spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. If you ain't seen it yet, if you ain't seen it yet, your life's I don't care about you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean I do love so you with my been entire for, heart, but it's been out for enough, enough yeah. time. Yeah. I Speaking mean if you of, don't know that Titanic sinks at the end. Wait. I don't know what to tell you. What movie is there any movies that came out right now? Was should we talk about WandaVision right now? Is that what we should do? Yeah, could you believe that uh that Hitler that Wu did up. that trick with the car. Yeah, that's the biggest thing from Wandavision. Okay, who cares? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we kind of pick up. Then we learn about you know Charles. Then we pick up with what's going on with Andy Samberg's character, Aaron yeah. Williams. It goes back and forth, kind of throughout yeah. a little bit. And uh, he's in Sweden. Um, he's on Den Swedish hit show swedish hit show naturally yeah the swedish shit show oh oh, i did not get that till right now (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) oh this got some good writing in it who wrote this movie (laughs) yeah it's pretty clever um Um, murray miller written by murray miller all right shout out to murray come on murray thanks murray thanks we love you murray um, he, he was a writer on King of the Hill, American Dad, Girls, and he wrote this and Toward a Pharmacy. Mm. But um, Aaron is on the show to promote his new underwear. Uh, I, I got to say, first off, I got to get me a pair of these because <laughs> I need some ball scarring bad, bro. And, and sis, well, and sis, come on. It's got that classic sack flop technology. <laughs> So you can let your your sack breathe. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad idea. I let mean, your I, sack breathe. We've not all a, been there. Not right? a bad idea. Kristen, you've been there, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he gets, <laughs> gets sued uh, because a lot of guys are getting. Um, Scrotum scarring, I think is how they refer to yep. it. <laughs> I think that's what they say. Oh, man. Um, 
And yeah, that's when it jumps into the court, the courtroom. Which, at, which this is the craziest thing that I've ever seen in a movie. I think this, this is this is the crazy. Like I would never have thought of this. Who thinks of this nonsense? That's, that's genius. happening. It's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, it cuts to this the court to show the courtroom. It's got the courtroom drawings, which, which look we all like, know and love. Um. They look like Disney drawings. And so that's, you know, I'm taking notes on the movie to have ready. And I'm like, man, these are some, I wrote these crazy drawings. And uh, I was like, okay, that's just going to be a visual joke, you know, and they're going to move on. And then they jump into the the backstory. The the whole backstory about how these drawings came about. This dude who was like, I got this idea for these drawings. And he's drawing them with animals and raccoons and taking over all the people. (laughs) He was influenced by classic Disney cartoons. Um, Then they show a picture of him. His name's like John Eric Eklund. And he might be um, a genius, I think, based on what happens to him. They talk, they talk about how he's like the – starts a renaissance of courtroom sketch artists and all these other people drawing different styles. And there's like abstract where there's just like two lines. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, but poor John Eric Eklund could not handle his genius or something and he decided to fly in a rocket to no, go find more women. He fly in a rocket. He decided to build his own rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm di- I'm tired of drawing cartoons of these courtrooms. I gotta build a fucking rocket. <laughs> that uh, upon launch immediately crashes. And Doesn't blows crash. Up. It it flies, turns sideways, <laughs> and then explodes. <laughs> and then Will Forte's character like has like a moment of silence. Then <laughs> he's like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They just get so off they, of that. Like, they they just put a good, fr- yeah, five minutes a talking good, about a good nine percent of this film is about that. <laughs> oh man, that that's was some so quick funny. math for you. Uh, and then uh, let's see. So, so um, Aaron ends up going to Swedish prison. Which, if you're gonna go to, go to prison, it's where you need to go. It's basically yeah, a. Uh, you want to go to Swedish prison? It's basically a. Uh, a modern a modern home basically is what they say it is i think or like a modern room it's got these these plants that aren't real that he's just like sniffing for some reason <laughs> i know he's like Wait, taking care of a bonsai tree back back up before that when they were bouncing back and forth between uh charles and aaron's stories when aaron's still on that talk show i think i think he's still on that talk show but that went someone's interviewing him and they're like you have you played against this person how did you how do you beat him or something like that and he like goes into charles he like goes into depth of like <laughs> explaining how tennis works yeah that's that's later on that's uh that's before his match with aaron and they're asking what his yeah, plan next... is what, really? what's your plan what's your plan Are to you beat sure? aaron because i have it written down before the digital reenactment oh maybe it is I'm before wrong. the digital reenactment oh, okay my bad guys no kristen's right I'm sorry. Yeah, Jacob, I'm, Jacob right. I'm right. Jeez, Jacob, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. I get it. I okay. Understand. Okay. This has been another episode of Jesus, shut the fuck up. Jesus, Wait, shut the fuck up. Jacob. Jesus, Jesus, sorry, Jacob. Jesus, Jesus, shut up. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God. 
Is this, is this uh is this another episode of Seven Days in Hell? Oh wait a minute. Um, <laughs> let's see. An episode of Shut Up Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but okay, yeah, anyways, go, go on. No, yeah, no. Explain what you're explaining because I don't. No, think that's all. I just it. thought it was funny when he's like, "Well, I hit the ball to him, and then he hits it back to me." <laughs> and if it goes over the lines, that's out. <laughs> And it's like, and are, then I try to return ex- it back to him to hit it away from him so he can't get it. <laughs> the the interviewer is a lady. And she's like, yeah, I understand how tennis works. What's your plan? <laughs> he's like, indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, somebody says, it's very obvious that somebody just taught him the word indubitably. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and then, uh, let's see. So he's in prison. Uh, Williams is in prison. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, during that interview, Charles gets asked about um, Aaron Williams. Um, and so it jumps, before we hear what his response is, it jumps to a digital reenactment. Uh, courtesy of Taiwanese News. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this movie is crazy. Um, of Aaron hearing the news in prison. Um, which at this moment, uh, I, ha- I had to grab a drink or something out of the kitchen. So I'm like, Oh, let me pause really quick. Good idea. And the moment I pause is when it <laughs> jumps from like the front of the prison to the bath, the shower, the shower <laughs> where we just see <laughs> naked, naked cartoon men with their penises hanging out <laughs> Lot, lots of penises and i gotta i'm not gonna lie to you guys i was definitely we were i was with tariel we were taking turns oh, between no. watching watching tv shows we went from paw patrol to seven days in hell to which i had to cover her eyes and take her to her bedroom because <laughs> this is not a movie i should be in front of turned on <laughs> yeah, my three-year-old watch this movie with children <laughs> yeah uh to which, but she she found it very funny that I was covering her eyes. She thought that was so funny, so it worked out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was something. But yeah, we had it paused for a good two or three minutes. Yeah, I was I was not ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it jumps. We unpause ourselves, and they're like, "Well, we were having our our daily orgy in the in the showers." That's what you guys said. That's what you and Kristen said. Yeah, our daily orgy. Okay, just because I'm fo- I just want to make sure I'm following along. Yeah, and then we then we started watching the movie again. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> and we heard them say the same thing. It was weird. It's strange. You know, when something's in the zeitgeist, you know, you just. <laughs> but uh, he wanders over to the TV. Um, Aaron Williams does in the in the shower <laughs> Mid, midst orgy yeah and he uh he happens to overhear charles talk about him um in the interview and he mentions that he was a good player long ago pretty much but he's better than he w- ever was yeah better than williams ever was um so that gets aaron williams who's given up the life of tennis that gets him mad enough that he uh, decides to escape from prison 
which of course in Sweden means you're free. Yeah. <laughs> By escaping, he's now a free man. And as he as the digital reenactment shows, he has a gigantic penis. That yeah, it's like twelve <laughs> feet long or something. No. It reaches all the way down to the ground almost. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. I just want to say I think um, the country of Taiwan must be big Aaron Williams fans because this <laughs> this somehow was put together by the Taiwanese news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember seeing any. Uh... Any sponsorship from them when they, uh, BBC and HBO were involved, you know? <laughs> I don't see a Taiwanese logo popping up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he, um, he needs to, uh, to get back at Charles, so he decides to make his way over yep. to lovely old England. Yeah, he claims he's going to play in Wimbledon, so he's got to, you know? And I'll tell you what. Someone who is not not happy about this, the Duke of Kent, and he he refuses to let Williams play. Not gonna happen. Who comes to the rescue, Alex? Do you know? I, I do not. Can you tell me? Yeah, it's Edward Pudding, A.K.A. Fred Armisen. He's a member of the committee, and he uh he says he's gonna let Williams play, uh, cause it's gonna spike a lot of interest. He's gonna bring some viewers. To Wimbledon, and so uh, they're gonna let him let him play in the first round, and the prodigy will demolish him, and it'll be over with, and they'll it'll get be their... over. England's own Charles Poole, England's take own care of business. Yep. But uh, um, and before I love the match to... even starts, something happens that is very specific and very. It's a lot of pressure for Poole, the prodigy. Is that what you're gonna talk about? Or are you not there yet? No, you go on. Oh, Queen Elizabeth wings him up on the old telly. <laughs> hey, this is the Queen of, of England. England. <laughs> you gotta win. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, the Queen is very invested in in Charles Poole because they they haven't had a British, um, you know, winner of of their own Grand Slam of Wimbledon, so. In a while, not ever, but in a while. Um, and I love to with Aaron Williams. They're all talking about will he murder again? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him based on his actions. <laughs> He's and, a bad boy. Um, Kristen and I watched this movie a couple days ago, so there's a couple things on my notes I can't remember where it fits in. But Jacob, I'm hoping you remember this. I have a quote here, and I'm just gonna read the quote. All the girl, all the girls would soak their socks. <laughs> I got nothing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. They're, they're either talking about Aaron or about Charles Poole. <laughs> I was like, no, based on is, based on the wetness of the socks, yeah, gotta that be the is bad such, boy. What what imagery? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Are you saying that's not what happens when women get a uh, attracted to a certain man? <laughs> their socks don't get wet have i been living my life wrong this whole time <laughs> I, I mean is that your experience so far i mean if the socks are wet i'm game <laughs> i know i always check check their socks that's why so. we're that's why i wear socks to the pool <laughs> um 
But yeah, you know, usually for Wimbledon too, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm just moving on. <laughs> you don't want to talk more about this. All right, let's go. Ahead, we'll, revi- we'll revisit it uh, during our in, next episode of in a, Shut Up in a later pod. <laughs> should we just, um, but, should we cancel ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> we might need to. Oops, I took a picture of Chris. <laughs> oh, Thanks. <God. laughs> Thanks for documenting this further. Um, <laughs> all right, this is going off the rails. So I was going to say, though, that um, every player is usually sponsored their clothes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about plays in Wimbledon. <laughs> oh, God. And of course, Aaron Williams can't get sponsored by anybody until Jordash, um, headed up by their... Um, CEO, I think of the time, played by Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think she's a. I think she's the CEO for like, like less than a year. Yeah, she makes terrible decisions. <laughs> they decide to sponsor him, so he's wearing de- a denim vest and a, a denim white, shorts. white, white denim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he is not comfortable. <laughs> and um, that's yeah, only for the that- first match, too, right? Yeah, the first set, just the first set. Yeah, but the it's first the, set. It's a 21-minute set, the f- quickest set in Wimbledon history um, that Charles Poole just dominates yeah. Aaron he goes up. He goes up 6-0 to zero in the first set. And then before they can even start the second set, a thunderstorm starts. So they have to suspend, and they have to play the next day. And uh, Jordash immediately pulls their endorsement because <laughs> of how bad Aaron Williams has played. And so uh, second game, second day, you know, seven days in hell. So second day, we'll pick up with the next set. And Williams, uh, who just got his – he's got he got his little booty kicked if uh, if memory got, serves that, right. that little booty hand, handed to him. I mean, he's got that, <laughs> that big old schwang in those little tiny shorts, but – that little Big old schlong. Tiny yeah. little booty. And he got smacked. <laughs> Six to zero. Um, and so the second day starts, and Williams, all of a sudden, he takes a second, and he takes the third set. How does he do it? Well, he's got uh, some magic powder everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> In his racket, he's snorting cocaine on the on the lines of the tennis court. He's got cocaine. <laughs> There's cocaine everywhere. His, his nose is bleeding. Um, you know, halfway through the set. <laughs> but that's fine because cocaine's legal according to according to David Copperfield. <laughs> this was before cocaine was illegal. Um, cocaine's always been illegal. What? What? <laughs> I think that explains the magic tricks. <laughs> yeah. How did he make that elephant disappear? Um, Wait a minute. Yeah, and so poor poor Charles gets his um, his little tiny little booty kicked. Um, Wait, so he's, he's still got the abs, though. Yeah. And Big, um, beautiful, uh, pokey. Is that a good attitude? <laughs> abs yeah that's how i describe my abs <laughs> as pokey but uh itty bitty tiny little booty and he gets, and he gets whooped kicked. and you know who's you know who is not you not happy about that the queen wait 
Oh, I was going to guess. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead and guess now. Guess now. Um, Sean William Scott? Does he play the queen? No, I just thought maybe he was upset. Oh, I'm, he did. He he did text me. He was pissed. But <laughs> but the queen called, and that's more important because she was not happy. He pool has got to win. Come on, pool. What are you doing? You're a prodigy. So yeah, queen is like, come on, just hurry up and and beat him. You know. So day three. Um, this is the day they've both had success and they've both learned what to do they've learned how to beat each other and they cannot beat each other because they keep <laughs> playing so well they and watching it they are so fast <laughs> <laughs> they have the longest volley in history <laughs> so good which ends up with them sitting on their butts hitting it yeah they're uh, laying on the ground laying on the ground yep they're just like throwing their bodies to the wind and just knocking it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's intense and it lasts like eight hours. It's yeah, a they, long time. They end up throwing their rackets. Um, he hits it and then um, next guy, I can't remember the order, but throws his racket, <laughs> hits the ball. <laughs> and that, that's finally what ends that volley. And then the day ends and they got to they gotta start again the next day. Day four. But uh, before we get to that, um, the queen dials up young Charles Poole again. Only this time, she's had a little too much to drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's drunk. <laughs> forgot about that. She drunk dials um, Charles Poole's little tiny booty. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> starts uh, just, um, you know, harassing it. <laughs> And asking why he can't win the game. His mother doesn't believe in him. The queen doesn't believe in him. Oh, man. It's a struggle. Um. So, yeah. Next day. <laughs> Is it cool, Alex? Is it cool? I gotta cool. know. Cool beans. Kristen. What? What do you think of the game so far? Um, I don't know. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Kristen, I cannot wait to see your sound levels for this episode. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it the food poisoning? Maybe. Sorry, you guys. I don't feel so good right now. And uh, I'm also very tired. <laughs> hey, I just watched uh, Infinity War. And if you say, I don't feel so good. I'm going to start crying. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm not ready, Stark. I'm not ready. Oh, God. Does he All call right. him Stark? I can't remember. I watched it like I four times. I think he's Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. He always calls him Mr. Stark. He's very respectful. How funny would it be if he just, in that hey, moment, called hey, him yo, Stark? Hey, yo, Starky, I ain't ready, boy. <laughs> You better call Strange back up and get that Infinity Stone. I ain't ready. <laughs> hey, should we should we have spoiler alerts for Game of Thrones and Infinity War? I just gotta know. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, who cares? Um, they snap their fingers. Right. Everybody dies. It's fine. Yeah. Besides, that's a perfect setup for day four. Yeah, where Karen Karen Gillian's involved, right? No, this is the Streakers. 
Oh, sorry. I was thinking about in-game again. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this this game, Charles... Charles? 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 Now I'm Young. thinking about X-Men. What are we watching here? <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Young Charles Poole, played by Kit Harrington. There, that should clear things up. Um, <laughs> is beating Air beating Aaron pretty good um, on day four. And this is when Aaron lucks out with the uh, first a female streaker interrupting the game. And mm. Aaron goes to calm her down and they end up having having sex for four hours. In which in which at one point in time he is going down and they are high fiving. Yeah, he <laughs> he goes down on her for uh, a f- a full hour just yeah, high fiving each other. <laughs> which I'm not gonna lie to you, never happened to me. I never high fived as as that as that's I love happened. the it's not just like a oh high five. It's high five, high five, high five, yeah. high five, high five. Constant for an hour. <laughs> That's like how many high fives is that per minute? Um, and then eventually, you know, she she's had enough. And she goes to leave, and we think we're getting back to the game. <laughs> and then what do we have, Jacob? Uh, Chris Romano, aka a male streaker. Sorry, I have, a, I have Wikipedia pulled up, and that's what it says. He's a male streaker. He pulls up on the court, and is are they going to get him off the court and just get back to the game? Of course no. they No. No. Oh. Williams is going to he's gonna have sex with him. That's obvious. <laughs> I mean, he's got – he needs a delay of, in this in this game. Like, so. And I'm 99% sure Williams, a.k.a. Andy Samuel, he never takes his, any of his clothes off. During any of, these, any of these sex scenes. <laughs> but they probably have sex for hours. Yep. And then um, the female streaker comes right back out. Yeah. So then they just have a threesome after that. <laughs> and wait, what is what? I can't remember now as I'm thinking about it. What is uh, what is Kit Carrington? What is his character doing at this point? Is he just standing there watching? He's just standing there watching. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he has a boner. <laughs> Does he? Did yeah. you? Were you eyeing his boner, Kristen? Now we, now we have the deets. <laughs> now it's a now we're diving deep in the in the, that, in the he's he's okay, but he's, he's okay. He's all she's right. got she's got her eagle eyes on that boner. Boner <laughs> alert! Probably looking at his tiny little butt too. You you have referenced his tiny little butt <laughs> way more than I've said anything. So, Kristen, we're not we're not denying the fact that we have noticed a tiny butt. Okay. It's you who I, denies the okayness of him. <laughs> I didn't notice the the boner though. That com- I did not notice. That. I also did not <laughs> notice the boner. <laughs> I noticed Andy Samberg's cartoon penis, but not. <laughs> that's not hilarious, though. That is funny. Uh, and that's day four. That's um, day four. Day four of seven, by the way, in case you're counting. And then day five, Aaron decides to announced to the world that he f- has found his real dad <laughs> who is British. He just happens he, to be British, you know. He is a son of England. <laughs> and his dad's name is Eaglebert Humperdink. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> the cla- classic British name. Of course. And uh, as a new Englishman, Williams... 
uh, claims he's going to dedicate his performance to English, to the England, to the England. To the England. <laughs> he's going to he's going to claim his. I love all victory. the Englands. All of the England. He's going to claim the game of Wimbledon to the English, his now home and native land. And okay, wait, hold on. Did yeah. you guys know that Engelbert Humperdinck is a real person? No. Yes. He's an English pop singer. Interesting. Yeah. What's he what's he sing? Anything? Uh, we uh we know? I don't think so. Engelbert Humperdinck. I'm looking him up now. He's sold over hundred and forty million records worldwide. Um he is known what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty fine man. I don't think that's it. Um, I don't think that's... <laughs> according to Wikipedia... <laughs> that's not... I don't know any of these songs. His singles, Release Me, The Last Waltz, After the Lovin', This Moment in Time. Do you know any of those songs? Nope. But they're all... Well, he's... He, he died this year. Oh, that's sad. 2021. No, Dang. yeah, no, his wife died. I'm sorry. His wife died this year. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. Well, we'll have to listen to some of his music. Yeah. Um, maybe if it's good enough, we'll add, add it and in. Put it, put it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Jake, I don't know if you've thought of a song, but either I, one of those. Or, I have not. <laughs> or you could have, this is how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Since that, that features Aaron Williams. That probably would have been what I would have had to choose because I don't remember any music from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's he announces he's British, and at the the game, the fans are in love with him, and it pisses off Charles, who ends up angering the fans. Yeah, he's like he's not even British. <laughs> 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 and, um. I can't remember what happens to well, this game. Well, I, I'm pretty sure the match just, like, ends for some reason. I yeah. can't remember why. But, but what then, ends up happening... Okay, yeah, go, go on. Okay, I will go. I'm going to take the lead, sir. Um, what ends up happening is Poole goes back, back to his... He tries to go back to his hotel room. And when he gets into uh, into his elevator... Four is it, no, it's two. Two of the of the queen's guards come in, and the queen comes in and starts beating him with her with her <laughs> with her cane in his chest where they're not visible. The bru- the bruises are not visible, <laughs> but she is beating him up. She is not happy with him. I don't know if we mentioned, but she's played by June Squibb, who is an Academy Award winning actress from Nebraska. Um, she's, she's from also- Nebraska. The movie Nebraska. Oh. She was also in About Schmidt and stuff like that. And stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was so great. The queen um, is super invested. <laughs> She's so invested in this game. Um, so, you know, Charles, having experienced this, he, he um, we probably can assume, decides to exact some revenge on Aaron. What are you talking about? Well, Aaron's leaving the game or the hotel, and when he goes away in the car, there's a big car crash. Uh, I might say a truck crash. (laughs) (laughs) He gets hit by a big rig truck driver, (laughs) which 
just so happens to be what uh, Charles has <laughs> a degree in. Is big That's so funny. Truck he has driving. a degree in truck driving. Like, as a 15-year-old tennis prodigy, he is forced to get a degree in truck driving. What is this movie? What are we watching? This movie's got some twists and turns. Gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so it's super implied that it's that pool ran him over, and Williams he's got a cast <laughs> on his arm, on his right arm, which is his serving arm, and you know his tennis arm. He's got a black eye. He is he has been ran over by a truck. Yeah, and he's got a he's got to play left-handed, and yeah, he he decides he's got to leave the hospital because he has to play with one arm because this is so important that he needs to win. <laughs> And he starts off all right, like he gets a serve with one hand and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he is he's balancing the ball in his little racket, and he just throws it up and hits it, and he like gets a point just immediately. <laughs> but uh, I think and the tide starts time, to shift. Yeah, well, because we're in day six. It's their 196th game. And, oh, God. And it is 98 to 97. It's a triple match point because in tennis – uh, as you know the rules, you have to win by two. You know, you can win 98 to 96, 198, 102 to 100. You understand. Yeah, um, so uh, they have, you know, one of a sports expert chiming in. And he's like, you know, they could theoretically play forever, which is scary for me since I don't like tennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this dude is, he's like, he's like, he seems very American. And he's very yeah. like, he's like. Basketball is awesome. Football is awesome. I'm a man. Yeah. Yep. Tennis is not his game. But uh, yeah, so David Copperfield shows up oh, on yeah. Charles's shoulders yeah, this part, during at this day point. six. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, once Aaron's playing left-handed, he's starting to to lose some of the little mojo he had on that you know initial serve, one-handed serve and stuff. And uh, that takes the game into. It's the seventh, seventh day after yeah. that. Uh, and yeah, so uh, David Copperfield, like we mentioned previously, he landed on his shoulders because he was trying to he was trying to land on the Statue of Liberty. And Poole is looking around like crazy, can't get anything. Goes on the sixth day, seventh day, they both meet at a joint press conference. Uh. <laughs> In which case, Karen Gillian, by the way, I don't know if we've talked about her nearly enough in this movie, in the summation of this movie. She's a supermodel. She is former. You keep repeating, repeating that. that I, she's, a supermodel. she's a supermodel. Do you understand how pretty she is? Let's hey, dive into let's your get, how you feel about Karen Gillian. Let's get Karen Gillian on here so I can marry her. Any British actress <laughs> that wants to get on here that I can marry, just come on, somebody. Any British Please. actress? Like, get me Queen Elizabeth. Is she an Judy actress? Judy Dench. I'll get you Judy, Judy Dench. Dench. Give me Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> uh, she better not sign no prenup. I'm telling you that much right now. I I will say I've been watching. I watched Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace the last couple of days. Uh huh. And she's so good at those movies. So is Daniel Craig. I like Daniel Craig a lot. I'm glad we're talking about uh, James Bond now. Do you guys have anything to to add about James Bond? I got a, I got a lot to add, but <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it here. 
All right, let's move move on to what's going on with Karen Gillian. All right, you you go ahead and take it because I'm just gonna talk about how much of a supermodel she is. <laughs> well, Aaron decides to plot some revenge against Charles with Karen Gillian. Naturally, being that she is her character is Charles's ex girlfriend. Also, she's a su- supermodel. Did you get that? <laughs> So they decide to make a sex tape. <laughs> and if Charles would have just watched the sex tape, <laughs> he would have realized there was nothing to be <laughs> worried about. What are you talking about? It's a um, sex tape, bro. Because <laughs> in this sex tape, Aaron uh, cannot get it up. Oh, my gosh. That poor lad. After he just had sex on it. A- on a tennis court in front of people for hours, <laughs> and this, his idea. His this idea is where is like, I get lost in the in the in the plot. <laughs> this is where I get lost. This is where it gets such like Shakespearean levels here. Because <laughs> he's like, I know what to do. Let me just. Can I go down on you and we can high five? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> oh. And he and start, she, I think yeah. he starts crying. Yeah, he starts crying. She, she leaves. She's like, I don't, I'm not doing this. She's like, please, give me a couple hours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then at the press conference, um, they start fighting. And we find out Aaron's hair, his gorgeous hair, is a wig. Yeah. He's been balding since he was, like, five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anything else to add from the press conference? I got nothing on it. Cool. So we head out to the to the uh, tennis court, and they are both so exhausted. This is day seven, right? Yep, day okay. seven. Um, they've been, you know, playing who knows how many hours each day. Um, they've been... Injuring each other, magicians hopping up, having sex with streakers for hours. Getting hit by trucks, having the queen <laughs> beat you with canes. The usual. At one point, <laughs> Charles is so sad and dejected, he wanders away from the interviewer in his hotel room and goes and stands in the dark <laughs> in a corner. He's just staring at a wall. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're trying to trying to play, and ultimately, it has to end on the court. So Aaron makes the slyest pussy eating gesture, which of course is <laughs> if you watch the sex tape, not probably not necessary. Probably not. <laughs> Doesn't have as much meaning as you think it might mean, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> And they want to kill each other pretty much. And, you know, that's not supposed to happen. But the <laughs> queen who's attending the first <laughs> Wimbledon game since like the 70s or something. Yeah, she shows up for this. By the way, first round match. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. Between the number two player and the number 130 something player yeah. in the world. And she she stands up. The queen does at the game and says, let them fight. <laughs> so they do. 
They run at each other. Yep. Rackets Racket. raised. I was about to say that. Rackets in hand. And, and both swing, swing, hit each other <laughs> in the head, and they'd both die instantly. <laughs> yeah. We know for a fact Williams has a 174-mile-an-hour ball. And he has another ball as well. <laughs> yeah, so they had to end the game on the court. And uh, that's they were so entwined together. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> That they so, uh, they gotta get buried together, man. Come on, in the same s- hole, same, same hole, coffin, same coffin, <laughs> laying next to each other, laying next to laying on top of each other. At one point, they moved <laughs> them for some reason. At some point, and uh, you know, they kind of start to wrap up the story. They do some last minute interviews, and uh, Karen Gillian's character is talking about him. And I love she has this light. She's like. You know, Aaron was so good at tennis, but he was so bad at getting erect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, they kind of talk about each other. Um, Charles is shown in an interview that he actually, as a young player, tennis player, looked up to Aaron. Yeah. He said he's like the greatest tennis player ever. Kind of... uh, Kind of heartbreaking a little bit, you know. They talk about how they have like this, this respect for each other afterwards, and they're like, they talk about love and hate, and hate, hate. You know, it's kind of the similarity of uh, that's been around in many, many great, great films that love and hate are of the same coin, you know, and so close together and yet so far <laughs> apart. Do- doesn't he? Doesn't um, Aaron Williams say? Um, I, th- I think I found it on Twitter. <laughs> Not that he tweeted, but I mean, I found the quote um, where he's like, hate, love, those are just two flip sides of the same quesadilla, amiga. The great oh, quesadilla yeah. in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I hope these are the last words of my doc. <laughs> if a doc's ever made him out about me. And he pulls his shades down because <laughs> he's so cool. And when he tells that story, he's, he's talking about, he's like, well, I remember one time I got fucked up with two Puerto Ricans. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, you know, through the credits, it's, um, we have a couple of scenes, kind of like Spinal Tap had. Um, yeah. And what we do in the shadows had it, those credit scenes, too. Um, Char- and that's when you have that scene where Charles just keeps fumbling over everything. <laughs> And watching that, I was like, because um, that's at the very end of the movie, just a post-credit thing. But Kit Harrington is has some really funny physical comedy. Like, they could have totally used that more in the movie, I think. <laughs> they could have. Kit Harrington. Uh, he talks about, because um, I was watching a couple of interviews. I watched, uh, excuse me, one with him where he talks about how, how, he got, how he got this role. And he talks about how uh, he had never really... Wanted, like he'd want to do comedy, but he never wanted to do rom com like romantic comedies or anything. That wasn't his style. He liked yeah. the SNL, Andy Samberg comedy, and he got pitched a script and he read the script and he loved it. And it's so he's so good as a, a comedian actor that it's so strange that he doesn't 
not to say that he doesn't do more, but that he hasn't had the opportunity to do more, you know, because he's really funny. Yeah, he is really funny. And he doesn't, honestly, he doesn't have a lot of uh, chances to shine because obviously Aaron, Andy yeah. Samberg's character, is the m- m- main focal point for the humor of the movie. Yeah, he's, but, he's more of the straight man. Kid, kid is more of the straight right. man, but... He but does. He's also. He has some really he, funny stuff. He's a straight man. That is so weird. <laughs> so odd. Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> I just want, like, if I have anything with my life, I just want to. I want a degree in truck driving. You know what I mean? <laughs> I tell Kristen sometimes. I'm like, if I. Um, this has been a long time since I've said this, <laughs> but I was like, if I um, had to pick a different job and I didn't have have kids and we weren't married i would be a, like a long-haul truck driver i was talking to uh at my work right now i was talking to the truck driver that drops off my stuff every week and today was his last day actually which is kind of funny but for some reason we we're talking about money and he was like yeah i make like 1200 dollars a week and i'm like that's crazy that you do this and he's like yeah i drive like five hours from like going to my different stops to make 1200 dollars a week i'm like that's ridiculous and then he, uh, but he's he's done now. He's got a crazy route now, where he has to like, go to Ohio and Indiana. Yeah, this is part of the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, this is what shout out on. to shout out to Steve. Come on, Steve. Um, but yeah, I mean, our our dad Jake was a long haul truck driver f- for a lot of our childhood, and it yeah. just seems like there's like something r- almost romantic about the idea of driving around the country. Like yeah. you don't get to stop and visit but you get to see you know see that life you get to see a lot of road <laughs> and you get to sleep in the back of your office um I s- all right i've seen um yeah you get to sleep where you work <laughs> and i've seen nowadays like on um on reddit i i follow this just the gaming um reddit page subreddit and the I see people like, hey, check out my setup. And I've seen a few where people have like their PlayStation and a TV in the back of their their, their rig their and 18 stuff. wheeler. Yeah. I uh I don't have any kind of 18 wheeler, any kind of setup. I ain't got nothing. But I do remember driving with dad like across country. I remember sleeping in the back for some reason. Yeah. And I remember always like wearing his his work shirts as like when I was a little kid. Nightgowns. Yeah, it's like night nightgowns. Yeah. So um, that's the end of the movie. Uh, I do want to recap the seven days because I wrote them here. Um, so day one ends early because of rain. And, uh, you know, Charles is up. Day two, Aaron puts his shit together, plays well, and, you know, kind of ties things up. Day three, uh, final, they're into the final set final game whatever you call it in tennis i'm not a very big tennis person (laughs) but they keep tying each other day four we have the streakers on the court and the sex and the violence no no violence yet dad's day five is violence with the queen attacking (laughs) charles because aaron is turned to english and (laughs) the truck accident day six is the magician and the playing one armed and day seven is them killing each other. That that should have been the summation, man. We should have started with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. So Jake, you you picked the movie. Do you want to start things off on final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I will never watch this movie again. Probably. Uh, very funny. I enjoyed it. It was lots of fun. Overall, plot wise, interesting. I don't know about good. I gave it three stars. Yeah, um, I I kind of agree with you. It's funny. It's not very exciting or captivating or, I mean, there's some stuff in this movie that we're like, oh my gosh, that's weird. Um, so it's got some inventive stuff, but I don't think it goes takes it anywhere interesting enough. I'd watch it again. Um, and I gave it three stars as well. I will say I I haven't seen Tour de Pharmacy, but his Bash Brothers one on Netflix, I think that one is a lot better. It's very um, inventive on what the things that they do in that one. Yeah, my review when I wrote it was I wish it was longer. I felt like they could have done more if they got more in depth of the days. And that might have added to uh, the funness of it. I do want to say that one of the interviews I watched – uh, Kit reveals that they re- filmed this entire movie within a three-day span. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it's pretty kind of – the fact that it's as good as it is in that small amount of time and the amount that they got I- into it is pretty amazing. But still, I, I wish there was – I still wish there was more. See, and I, I think it's kind of like what we do in the shadows. This feels like an SNL skit almost that they've just extended. Yeah, I can see that. What about you, Kristen? What are your thoughts? Um, well, I thought it was funny. Um, I don't think I reviewed it yet. I haven't put it in my letterbox yet. But I'd probably give it, like, two and a half stars, probably. Yeah. What's, so um, funny that what's holding it, your rating sorry. back? Um... I don't know. It just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I guess, uh, the, like I, like Jake said that the story could have been longer. Um, I thought it would be cool to see more about what happened throughout the seven days rather than just like the highlights of it. That would have been cool. Um, I don't know. yeah riveting stuff here yeah i don't know i'm not big on like the crude humor i guess like okay i guess that's kind of why i'm holding back on it a little yeah i'm just like you can be funny and not be crude about it like i don't know there's some pretty crude stuff for sure the whole orgy and then the streakers (laughs) And the yeah. ba- the the balls. I felt like oh, yeah. the was, balls. It was funny, but it was not necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's a very like you have to like this kind of humor. You have like if you like this kind yeah. of humor, this movie is gonna be a home run. If you don't, eh. I think that kind of humor is good in small doses, but yeah, I mean this had three big doses of it in a forty-minute. Well. <laughs> movie so 45 minutes come on bro <laughs> and do you count do you count the uh cartoon courtroom scene as an absurd part of this or yeah it's pretty crude because <laughs> that isn't 9%. that the part you covered that <laughs> um your daughter's eyes about 
No, well, not the courtroom, just the orgy part. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the part I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the courtroom. Uh, well, the courtroom and the orgy are different. The courtroom is absurd Bo- humor, but it's Both not, are cartoons. It's not crude humor. Are you talking about the crudes? Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't cover her eyes for a single part of the crudes. Should I have done that? I liked the crudes. Crudes 2, I liked more than crudes 1. Yeah, I, I like Croods Croods two. two more than one too. It's yeah. worth watching. This might be controversial, but I like X Men Two better than X Men One. X Men Two is way better than X Men One. Just throwing out that. <laughs> it might be controversial. I'm pretty sure X Men Two is like uh, one of the best <laughs> X Men movies. Look, this might be controversial, but Iron Man Two. It sucks. <laughs> you know, Kristen likes. I don't think you've watched these movies, but Kristen likes Mission Impossible 2, and it's like the worst one. Whatever. I have not, I have not seen Mission I've seen all of the Fast and Furious movies. I haven't seen a single Mission Impossible. I haven't seen a single Jason Bourne movie. Oh, man. You should watch. The the Bourne movies, they kind of, I like them, but they. if you ask me what happens in each one, I couldn't tell you. But the Mission Impossible ones, I think, are really good, besides the second one. Sorry, Whatever. Kristen. The second one's awesome. <laughs> second one's not very good it's amazing they kept going after that I can tell you anything that happens in Lord of the Rings I can tell you anything that happens in Harry Potter give me some Marvel I can tell you Star Wars oh wait oh wait a minute that fucking sucks I tried <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> at me I dare you oh Pitches. god um, this is the greatest movie of all time 70s of yeah time. Um, I think we should also wrap up our theme. So, Kristen, Ooh. you picked this theme. Um, what do you? Anything new to add in your thoughts about mockumentaries? Um, no, I, they're fun to watch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're funny always. I think I, I don't. I honestly think you can't watch like. I almost could watch every any mockumentary if it says mockumentary in the genre. I feel like I could turn it on and I would have some laughs. It might not be the best movie, but I would laugh for sure. Yeah. they. It's such a simple premise, and you can make any kind of joke. Because you can make a joke uh, just through the dialogue of them talking to the cameras. You can make joke about this is what's actually happening. <laughs> and I think especially in um, these movies, it's usually these mockumentaries, I mean, the characters, the main characters start off as kind of a, you don't um, have any empathy for them. They're usually loud or rude or whatever it is. And then that mockumentary builds that up. I think you see that with like Borat with the office, even with Michael Scott and Dwight, like that mockumentary really is a good way to turn that. Should we, uh, Watch the entire series of The Office for our next episode. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> our next episode starts our new theme, which we kind of previewed last week because it's my choice, or two weeks ago, our episodes come out. It's my choice for theme this time around. Um, and just in case anyone missed it, uh, our theme is going to be on movie titles with prepositions in them. Because I uh, I I'm a good not a good I am good because because you're <laughs> a nerd 
<laughs> I am a nerd who loves to make Sporkle quizzes. And Sporkle recently kind of honored my quizzes I make because uh, I've made a lot with prepositions in, in titles. So I thought it would be a fun way to kind of send that back. So my movie, my choice, since it's my uh, theme I pick first, is going to be Cabin in the Woods. Oh, God. What? Wait, you got a problem with that? I this is gonna be so different, man. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch this movie. I gotta. I'm gonna have to talk myself into watching this movie. <laughs> it's not. It's probably not what you expect. This is a. It's it's a different movie. Have um, you seen this movie, Jake? No. Why? Cabin in the Woods. That sounds like it's a horror movie. I don't like horror movies. I will say it's kind of. I a don't like horror movies, but I've seen this one, and it's. It's better. like a pseudo. Like I'd rather watch this one. A pseudo horror movie, almost a horror comedy. Which I was talking to Kristen. Um, we've done all comedy movies so far. Yeah, we've done all comedy. <laughs> yeah, that fucking funny movie, American Graffiti. That's still a comedy. <laughs> I love that movie. I think it Disagree. counts as a comedy. I don't think so. I well, like you also don't it. like Star Wars, so I don't trust your judgment. Yeah, so. what about when he's like, come on, I'll put you in this car today. He's like, just get away from me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, leave me alone, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right, so yeah. You're going to like Woods. it, Jake. Just watch yeah, it. It's, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Turn on all oh. the lights. I will let you know how I feel about it <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right, whenever. Cool. Well, um, as always, uh, we are on Twitter. Our podcast at I'll Take Three Podcast. That's at I L L Take Number Three Podcast. Um, we also appreciate if you can, um, you know, subscribe, uh, rate, and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, um, Spotify, whatever, Spotify, any way you get the word out. Um, I'm also on Twitter, as all of us are individually. You can follow me at Alex Expressed. I am on Twitter at Jacob Dukesher, J-A-C-O-B-D-U-C-H-S-C-H-E-R. And I'm at I am Kristen One. And Kristen is spelled K-R-I-S-T-Y-N. Man, I gotta change my Twitter name, don't I? <laughs> I know I changed mine a couple months ago. Um, Cool. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Peace out, bros. Bye. On a one-way trip to the sun. And thanks for turning me into the sun. You, you know what I got for Valentine's Day? Huh? Dick. Oh, God, I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs>